Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever FFL Award Show Podcast. I am your host for this evening, Jeff the Freebird Nickerson, and I'd like to start by thanking Tracy Chapman for that amazing performance of Fast Car to start off the award show. We will be getting to the awards soon with special guest Joe Diesel, and after we finish up the awards, I will break down all of the massive Week 13 matchups. But before all of that, let's hear from this week's sponsor. Hello, I'm Corey Beal, but for the rest of this ad, I'll be known as B1, and I'm here today with my brother Carrie. Hello, I'm Carrie. You can call me B2. Tell them what we have for them today, B1. Okay, B2, we're here today to talk to you about our new product, the Beal Banana. Now, people are probably saying, a banana? But this isn't a normal banana, B2. The Beal Banana is infused with 200 grams of protein. Both B2 and I have been 97 pounds for our entire adult lives. But for the last month, I've been eating one Beal Banana a day, and I am now up to an amazing 101 pounds. B2, how about you? B1, that's amazing! I am also 101 pounds now. We must be identical. Ha ha ha! So, if you have trouble packing on the weight like we do, grab a Beal Banana today. Promo code BEALBANANA20. Goodbye, B1. Goodbye, B2. I love you! All right, let's welcome to the podcast the GM of the top damn team in the league, the 9-3 Dallas Diesel Weights GM, Joe Diesel. Diesel, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. What a season. <laughs> this league. <laughs> this league. Okay. So, obviously, today we're going to do things a little differently with it being the award show. Obviously, deadline day is over, and we are in the last week of the season. So how it's going to go is I'm going to give the nominees for each award. You and me are going to talk about it, and then I will announce the winner. So you ready to start? Let's do it. All right. The first award, this award is for the best fine of the year. The nominees are Ryan Head, $15 for not giving us boots on the ground picks for his entire Buffalo trip, and then also losing his Bet365 lock of the week in the same weekend. Second is myself, $15 for betting against Jared's bet of the week, then doubling down on the same bet, then winning it and throwing it in his face. Corey Beal, 10 bucks for not giving us his boots on the ground pick in Hawaii, then giving us a different bet that lost on the same trip. And then last but not least, 10 bucks for failure to give boots on the ground picks in Nashville for the Predators game. Then on Sunday... After the Bills game, telling everyone to suck his dick, that is Jordan Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts? Uh, Well, personally, we had a lot of boots on the ground this year. We did. I I had no idea we had that many boots on the ground. That's unreal. (laughs) Yep. Um, Well, best, I'd have to say the best one, in my opinion, that made me laugh the most in the time was heads. Yeah. Just because in his e-transfer, he messaged Bush Boys for Life. <laughs> that was for good. Me, that, that was that was the TSN turning point of, the, of this award. But. That that one was big, but I'm gonna give the award to Jordan Bailey because it was the first time it was the first time that we had to do an actual written statement through the FFL. It was a big one. Head head was up there though. It was between those two. Jordan Bailey, congratulations, fine of the year. Uh, the next award is the blow up of the year. And the nominees are 
Darcy Linton and the Myrtle Beach Mermen, the first team to go all in on a rebuild for 2020. They set the groundwork for how most teams would handle their business the rest of the way. Second up is Jay Finley and the Georgia Peets, the most active GM in the league. More waiver moves than most teams combined, then flipped almost every player he had for better picks. And our last option is Corey Beal and the Austin Rattlesnakes own the deadline day, got back most of what he dealt out earlier in the year. Diesel, thoughts on the three? Um, well, I think Corey is the last place because he didn't really blow up. He more sold out yep. and then salvaged whatever garbage he could get at the end there. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. I think the, the best play has to be Darce just because not only did he make all the moves right away, he also set the price of what everyone was going to be worth for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take credit for telling Darcy how he should do that and what happened that day, but hey, maybe he texted me before, maybe he didn't. But anyway, there is no doubt the winner of the best blow-up of the year is Darcy Linton and the Myrtle Beach Mermen. He set, he set it up. It was, that's how everyone did it the rest of the year. So, yeah, Darcy has, he's done the draft after the sixth. Yeah, he's, 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 easily, he's easily in the best shape going into next year's draft. All right, the next award is the catchphrase of the year. And the nominees are life, hate to see it, this league, and our last option, flag, thoughts. <laughs> flag. All right, well, this one, all those quotes I've said probably 35 to 40 times in the chat today. Yeah. But I'm going to say my favorite one has to be this league. <laughs> and the winner is this league. What what a year for this league. <laughs> All right. The next award is the trade of the year. And the nominees are the Dallas Dieselweights acquiring DK Metcalf for DD Westbrook from the Las Vegas Freebirds. It was actually the first trade in FFL history. The second trade has the Las Vegas Freebirds acquiring Delvin Cook and Mike Evans from the Cincinnati Psychos for Joe Mixon, Stefan Diggs, and Dee Westbrook. The third trade saw the Myrtle Beach Mermen trade away Zach Ertz and Sammy Watkins and get back a third and a six for those two plugs. This trade made the term never go full fireball a classic. Fourth, Austin Rattlesnakes, Arizona Big Red, completing an 11-player trade, the biggest trade player-wise in FFL history. Diesel, thoughts on the four? Honestly, the bias of having DK. Yeah. I like that trade a lot, but do I feel like that trade had a big enough impact on the league? I think the biggest trade might have been you getting Mike Evans. Because yeah. I think Mike Evans might be the guy that makes it through this, the playoffs here. And that it's not even... catches every goddamn ball that gets thrown up here. Honestly, I'm the winner. The Las Vegas Freebirds won this one. Like, I got Delvin Cook, who's top in the league and I got Mike Evans for three guys that have been traded like five times each. Like Yeah, like Calvin Cook too, but Mike Evans alone. Guy, that guy's gonna win. I know, but I just it's just like I, I was fucked if I didn't get those two guys. And now I'm in a good spot, yeah. but I mean that that changed my whole Great season. Spot. So thank you very much, Zach Glasspel. Uh thank God to have James Winston throwing to him too <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. Twenty targets a game. It's like arena football. Uh, the next award is the FFL Rookie of the Year. This is for the four young guns in the group, the only four guys that I have never played fantasy with, 
And the nominees are Jordan Bailey of the Fireball Freaks. He's in a playoff spot. He's active in trades. He made the future FFL curling night happen. But also he told the entire FFL to SSD and passed up coming on the podcast. So that is not a good look, look for that rookie. Oh, I hate to see it. Zach Glaspel of the Cincinnati Psychos is the second option. He's an FFL group chat star. He's offered more bets than I can count. But when it came to fantasy this year, he was disappointing. I'd like to again thank him for that trade. Um, but we can't look past how bad it is in Cincy. There's rumors of a relocation. Things are running wild. We'll see what, where that goes. Uh, the third option is Connor Hank of the Mimico Tigers. Steady Eddie of these young guns. Never too high, never too low. Made a couple good trades. Was active in the group chat. Team seems to be struggling, though, at the wrong time. But still a good year for the Tigers. And the fourth option is Jared Franklin of the Vancouver Grizzlies. He's addicted to trades and rolling Jared joints. Uh, his team has been a roller coaster, but he's on a full-blown heater right now. Diesel, who's your rookie of the year? Well, I'll start off by saying it was an honor to meet these guys. I've had a good time with them. <laughs> yep. As far as the there's not going to separate this up. The best group chat rookie of the year I'm going with. Glassball Farms. Yeah. He's been electric. We went on heaters together. He yep. bets every night. Every night. He takes the night off. Nope. Earned it. Earned it. FFL League Rookie of the Year. Yep. The Mimico Tigers. <laughs> Connor Hank. I, I, the Dallas Cowboys with me taking the king down a notch and allowing the D-Waits to take over. Yeah, well, that's that's your point of view. I will give Glass the Rookie of the Year in the group chat. He's been electric. That's no problem. But for Rookie of the Year, I hate to say it, but I got to give it to the Vancouver Grizzlies, Jared Franklin. He's in second place right now. Look at his point total. It's ridiculous. He has, he more, just throw up he has more points than us. Maybe more. He's had a better year than any of these guys in the group. I'm giving him the Rookie of the Year. It's hard for me to say, but he's got it. Um, the Are next, yeah, I am playing. It's gonna be tough. The next award is the ad of the year, and the nominees are Tender Love, the Chris Zana goalie school, SBF 5000, Joel Neal sunscreen, Glassbell Farms, Zach Glassbell family farm, and Jared Joints, Jared Franklin's joint rolling business. Diesel, your choice for ad of the year. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My favorite one has to be Tender Love, man. That one probably had me laughing the most. They all have me laughing pretty hard, but just the way you said it. That right. was the delivery of the year. <laughs> well, I was giving that award to you, so you can decide. So Tender Love is the ad of the year. Um, love. Next up, we have the Lifetime Achievement Award, and it's for our insider, Burt Bishop. What a year for the legend. Broke more stories than Woj and Schefter combined. I will try to get our schedules in line and have them on a future pod, but it's hard to get a hold of them. Hell of a year, Burt Bishop. Um, the next award is the FFL Player of the Year. One player from the top five teams. And the nominees are Derek Henry, Dallas Dieselweights. Christian McCaffrey, Vancouver Grizzlies. Russell Wilson from the Curtis Breeze. Dalvin Cook from the Las Vegas Freebirds. And Lamar Jackson from the Miami Vice. Diesel, thoughts? Well, before you even said anything, I was going to just say Derrick Henry. So at least he <laughs> made the top five list there. Yeah. Um, I like Derrick Henry. I love Lamar Jackson. Um, I think we all realize now that he might be for real. Yeah, finally. I had, I had, to, lose, I had to lose again on him. Just one more kick in the teeth. 
One more. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with Derrick Henry, buddy. Give me a word. Yeah. Help me out of more wins I should have lost than anything. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was good for you, but, I mean, you probably could have got him in a little bit later, but who cares? doesn't matter. Great pick. But I think the award has to go to the first ever pick in FFL history. We were all wondering what the hell Jared was doing trading up to the one spot to get Christian McCaffrey when who cares who you get between Barkley and McCaffrey? Well, it mattered. It mattered big time. Christian McCaffrey taken first overall in the FFL draft. He totally lived up to the hype. He is the FFL player of the year. And our last award goes to the league MVP. There are no nominees. I mean, obviously, I was going all in this year when I told everyone this was going to be the best fantasy league on the planet. But it doesn't happen if guys don't buy in. And nobody bought more in this year than the league MVP. It started Rocky from buying team uniforms off Instagram to his hilarious draft. But he redeemed himself with weekly and I mean weekly, Jason Witten bets. Then on top of that, he was the first to start putting lines on his own matchups and other people's matchups. He didn't care as long as there was action. Now, this motherfucker is somehow in first place, hell of a year, to the first ever FFL MVP, Joe Diesel. Speech. We need a speech. Oh. <laughs> well, honestly, fellas, I tried to make this what it was and that was just a bunch of bros having the most fun ever every week i threw up bets tried to get guys involved tried to get guys excited to wake up <laughs> i'm glad people jumped online i lost i won i had a good hell of a go and i'd be lying if i didn't tell you i expected to be where i am right now <laughs> in first place and we're gonna keep on trucking man nothing's stopping the diesel weight bulldozer nothing all right, they're, they're, they're playing that Oscar music now. You're done. You're done. Um, okay, that's it for the awards. Hell of a first year of awards. Um, now let's move on to a couple questions for you. Um, I need your bet 365 lock of the week. Last week, Jared hit his Leafs bet, but then lost on his parlay. So I want one bet. Who do you got for us? Who's our lock? Well, I was going to get a creative one. Then I said, you know what? This league's about making money. Not yeah, that'll get cute. So yep. my lock of the week is the parlay, but it is so gonna win that is such a lock that you might as well just take the parlay. Can't lose parlay. Love it. Sean McVay's Rams minus three yep. over the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Okay. Parlayed with a Dak Prescott over one and a half throwing touchdown against oh. the Bills. Ooh, in interesting. Nice. I like that. Yeah, well, he, he's got to gonna throw more than one. That's got to be good odds, too. Yeah, 1.76 for the for the prop, and then I think 1.89 or something for the Rams. Perfect. All right, we'll parlay those together. That is the Bet365 lock of the week. Uh, okay, so you can't pick yourself. Who would you pick to win the first ever FFL championship? I'm going to take the... Shit. I thought it was before, <laughs> then I went back on my word. If I can't pick myself, I'm going to go with the Freebirds, I think. No! I hate to say it, but they, they got a good paper team. We're good on paper. We need to show it starting this week. I, actually, I, I was afraid of the Vice for a while, but then I just seen what's possible with even a scary team like that. Yep. They can just have a bad week. So yep. You, you never know. The playoffs are going to be out of control because... 
Somebody's going to have a bad week, just like that. Someone doesn't show up, and all your hopes and dreams are over. It's over right there. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you have to pick one, and whichever one you – if you do one, you would be guaranteed an FFL championship. So would you rather go acid up the hoop and attend your girlfriend's family Christmas, and you're not allowed to tell anyone there what's going on for the entire time, including your girlfriend, or – would you rather stand downtown Oshawa for 40 hours throughout a week in January, shirtless, with a sign that says, looking for a man that can give me that diesel power I need? What is your... <laughs> Holy what is... shit. What is your... Well, this is a no-brainer. I've never done acid, but apparently I'm trying it for the first time up the hoop. What a what a dinner that would be! I, I, I was scared shitless that I almost had to do that. Like that, still to this day, that bad escalated under control, and I couldn't say no. Yeah, that was that was gonna. I really was hoping you lost that one. That would have been that would have put us on the map right there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'm doing ass stuff to hoop in this case. Maybe yeah. I'll even take that high into my draft next year. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Last question, because you've been on here for a while, and I know you got shit to do, Corey. Or Carrie Beal? Um, is this the last one? No, there'll be another podcast next week. Alright. Well, in that case, Corey Beal! <laughs> Corey moves to 6-0. and oh. What a year. Alright, thanks, Joe. MVP. Alright, buddy. Let's see if you can keep it going. I hope you don't. Hell yeah, FFL, baby, this league. Alright, this league. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks again to Joe Diesel. That was a hell of a first-ever award show. Now let's take a look at the Week 13 matchups. The last week of the regular season, there is still three playoff spots up for grabs. And realistically, spots one through five are not set. There could be a new person in first, a new person in second, new person in third. Who knows what's going to happen after this week. Last week now, didn't have my best week. Three and five. Takes my overall record now to 64-32 and 32 on the season. How are you? Let's rip through these nothing games quick. I have the Arizona Big Red over the Georgia Peets. A very respectable finish for the Big Red this year. Should have some confidence going in next year. I have the Cincinnati Psychos over the Myrtle Beach Mermen. The Psychos finishing this year on a two-game win streak. Love it. But could they be on the move? Hopefully. Bert's got some info for us later this week. Now, after those two games, every game matters in a big way. They could all be considered the game of the week. So first, we have the ninth-ranked Atlantic City Aces taking on the 11th-ranked Austin Rattlesnakes. This one is going to be close. Both teams need a big week and certain teams to lose to get in. But... If I have to pick one, I'm going with the Aces over the Snakes in Week 13. Is there a chance that the Aces, Chris Azano, could make the playoffs? We will see. Next up, we have the 8th-ranked Fireball Freaks taking on the 10th-ranked Georgetown Hoyas. Fireball was upset by the Psychos last week. And need a win badly. While the Hoyas upset the Freebirds last week to keep their hopes alive. 
This one is going to be way closer than the freaks want to admit. This is such a hard pick, but I am taking the Hoyas in an upset. I think Mahomes is going to go off this week, the fr- and the freaks losing is massive. It creates complete chaos for the standings and the playoff pitcher, which I love. So I'm with the Hoyas this one over Fireball. Next up, we have the 12th ranked Buffalo Bush Boys taking on the 7th ranked Mimico Tigers. The Tigers are struggling going into the last week of the regular season. From the top team in the WCW Conference to maybe missing the playoffs, injuries are killing them. While the Bush Boys are stumbling around like they've drank 7 for Locos, but somehow they are still in it. This is another toss-up game due to the Tigers' injuries, but I am saying the Tigers pull this one off over the Bush Boys just to squeak into the playoffs. Next up, we have the third-ranked Curtis Breeze taking on the fifth-ranked Miami Vice. Two juggernauts. Both teams, though, are coming off a loss from last week, and this one is going to be a war. Miami finally lost last week. That winning streak came to an end. And I hate to say it, Jeff, but I think that losing streak continues now. I see the Breeze sending the Vice into the playoffs on a two-game losing streak. Hate to see it, Miami. Next up, we have the sixth-ranked Bermuda Bluefins taking on the top damn team in the league, God damn it, Bermuda needs this one to guarantee a playoff spot, and Dallas needs this one to be the top team going into the playoffs, the top team in the WWF Conference, a quick 150 in the pocket, Dallas couldn't feel better about themselves right now, lots of king talk coming out of Joe Diesel. Now, that might be a little early. Not from a guy like me. I would never say I'm the king that early. I like to hold that rate until the playoffs. But until somebody beats them, I'm taking Dallas this week over Bermuda. But I hope I am wrong. Oh, I hope I'm wrong. Our last game has the second-ranked Vancouver Grizzlies taking on the fourth-ranked Las Vegas Freebirds. Look, hand up. I made a mistake last week. I started Haskins at quarterback on Murray's bye, and it killed me. Now that's on me. But now I got a full lineup. I got what I wanted. So Jared, go roll the best joint you can. I mean a huge one, a fatty, one that even you're like, oh man, that's fuck, that is awesome, man. I can't wait to smoke that. Shine it up real nice. Then, I want you to turn it sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. Birds by a billion. FFL Week 13. Let's go.